1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Should we start with a look at the early days of October in real estate? Yeah, let's do that. I mean, the early part of October has been phenomenal for the Toronto real estate market, and specifically uh, the York Region market. If you look at what's happened in the first few days, uh, you know, just over a week in now, we're on pace for about 1,200 sales. And last year in October, so October 2017, York Region had a grand total of 1,114 sales. So this will be the fifth consecutive increase in or in the numbers over the, the last five months. So uh, what we're going to see is we're going to start to see sales continue to rise, average price continue to rise. And that's a great sign with consumer confidence because more sellers, obviously, you know, we have a lot of inventory. We have, Our inventory is up about 20%. So we have over 5,400 homes on the market. Compare that to last year when we only had, you know, 4,600 or so at this time. So we've seen a huge increase in inventory. And that shows that the sellers are confident enough to put their homes on the market. Remember last year, People were just sitting on the fence. They didn't want to list their house. They thought the market's tanking. And now you've, you see that confidence coming back and it reflects on the buyers because now the buyers have selection. So the reason we're not getting these huge price increases last year is because of the inventory. It's a very healthy uh, you know, number out there you know, with over 5,000 sales so or 5,000 listings. And if we can hit about 1,200 sales or so, that that shows that we have about four months of inventory, which is a very a healthy market for us. Now, as a consumer, does that mean that the price of the average home is going to go up? The average price, if you compare apples to apples, so if you're comparing detached to detached and semis to semis and towns to towns and condos to condos, the average price is going up. It's not a crazy amount like we saw over the last couple of years, but it's going up 1.7% or 2% or uh, you know 2.2%. So it's it's a very healthy increase. So that's going to continue to increase because the demand obviously is still there with inventory being as high as it is and high as it is, meaning, you know, if we look at the last two years, we've had no inventory. We had three weeks or four weeks of inventory. A healthy market is between three and six months. So we're sitting at about four months of inventory, which is good for both buyers and sellers. Why is there so much inventory then at this time of year? Because traditionally, I'm assuming we would see a bit of a slowdown come October, November, December. But you're saying that there's still a lot of inventory out there. Why do you think that is? Pent up demand for the first five months of this year, we had absolutely nothing happening. So if you look at from January to May, there was absolutely nothing going on in the market. It was very quiet. Uh, you know, people were just waiting to buy. People were waiting to list. And you know, since the election, since the Ontario election, we've seen such a huge shift in consumer confidence. And do you and, think that's what it was? It was January to May. You talk about that period where it was quite slow. Did you, um, as a seasoned professional in this industry, did you hit the panic button? Did you think, wow, what does this mean? It's so different from what happened last year. It was, but if you've been in the industry, 
you know, as long as I have, you've <laughs> seen you've seen a couple of these, uh, you know, if you want to call them uh, peaks and valleys. And so obviously last year was a peak, but we, we also had a valley in 2008. And this was very similar to what the feeling was, uh, what the atmosphere was in the real estate market back in 2008. And, and people were scared. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what was going to happen in 2008. We had probably about six or seven months of downtime in 2008 as well. And then all of a sudden January hit in 2009 and things just exploded. And that's what we kind of, you have that feeling that that's going to happen again because there's so much pent up demand, which is exactly what happened. So just think if we're selling 100,000 homes a year on the Toronto Real Estate Board and for five months we don't sell anything that demand is still there. It's just pent up and it's mm. it's about to explode and you have that feeling now. So as a buyer, this is a great time for you to get in on this because as inventory starts to decrease, you're going to have to start getting into multiple offers and paying more money again. And traditionally, what does it look like at this time of year? Because you haven't seen something like this, I guess, in quite some time. We haven't. And, and like the weather has been so great this mm-hmm. year. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you look at September and October, we've had great weather for fall. And that's contributed to people still being out there. There's still listings coming up. So as you drive down the streets, you're seeing new listings pop up now in October. And generally that doesn't happen or traditionally that doesn't happen in October. Uh, people are starting to slow down a mm-hmm. bit, but it's a, it's a great time for sellers because the weather's been great. The yards still look good, good curb appeal, and buyers are out there. It's almost as if, you know, the the buyer and the seller have all had this collective sigh of, okay, we're able to move forward and keep going. And and that's what seems to be happening out there, don't you think? There is. And there's a lot of uncertainty in, in the first few months of the year with what's going to happen. And, and even now, there's talk of another rate increase. But you don't have that panic anymore because when everything was coming down at the same time, so you had the stress test, you had all of these new rules for foreign buyers, you had the the multiple rate increases, there was a lot of panic and uncertainty. And now you're starting to see, okay, fine, even if it's another rate increase of a quarter point or half a point, it's not going to mean that much to me in terms of what I pay out monthly. So you have a little bit of a sense of calm, which plays into confidence. And do you think we're ever going to see that um, that scenario that we saw last year where there were multiple offers, where there was that short of a shortage of inventory? Do we think we're going to see that again? The real estate market is cyclical, and uh, you know we're going to get into affordability in, in the second half of the show. But but the real estate market market is cyclical, and we are going to see that again. How quick will the market bounce over to something like that? We we're not sure because right now there's a lot of inventory. But if we continue at the rate that we are, that inventory is going to get used up unless we continue to get more inventory and continue to have you know supply uh, an influx of supply you're going to start to see demand eventually uh, outweigh supply and you'll get back into that market. So is it going to be in January? Is it going to be in March? All I can tell buyers right now is this is a great time for you to buy. This is your market to buy in. And, you know, we started this conversation by saying, let's take a look at the early days of October in real estate. Let's take a look specifically at some of the areas in York region that you think are really hot right now. Vaughn and Markham. Vaughn and Markham have been leading the way for uh, October sales. And, you know, with Vaughn, I think a lot of it is the condos. And and same with Markham, you're starting to see a lot of condo selling. Uh, The top three in the region, uh, and and traditionally they are, but 
especially now with all the condos being built, Vaughn, Markham, Richmond Hill. And you've even got Newmarket creeping up into that. Uh, you know, Georgina is starting to come out now. Georgina went through about a year of just, you know, being being hammered. And now you're starting to see Georgina, but Georgina also has a lot of new homes that have been built there. So those are the hot areas, if you want to call them that. Uh, Stouffville is not too far behind. Stouffville is also uh, creeping up there with uh, with Georgina. So we have, you know, it's pretty balanced across the region. Now you talked about those top three hot areas, Vaughan, Richmond Hill, and uh, Markham. Would you suggest then to consumers, well, maybe, you know what, stay away from those areas and look at other areas because it might be more affordable? Are you saying that it's still an opportunity to jump into the market? Those are the high demand areas, and that's where that's where the jobs are. That's where a lot of the new development is happening. So, you know, people are going to tend to lean towards those areas. You can also look at, you know, King, or you can look at East Gwillimbury. Those are going to become more popular as as we move into, you know, the early winter months, and and they're going to start to catch up to where they were, you know, a couple of years ago, because they're they were the first areas to get hit because they had the highest price increases in those areas. So now you're going to start to see those areas start to get going as well. And, you know, you want to jump in to the market when it's a little bit quiet. As a buyer, you want to jump in when there's a lot of inventory and you don't have to get into a multiple offer where you're going to pay 10% or 15% over asking. This is that time. As usual, great advice. When we come back, the municipal election and the real estate market, we take a closer look at the housing issues right here in the region. And still ahead on the show, this week's hot listing. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. You know, we're just over a week away from the municipal election day, and the Toronto Real Estate Board believes that you know key issues facing the Toronto and GTA housing market are the imbalance between housing demand and available housing supply and choice. As a matter of fact, so you know there was a, a poll done where over forty percent of people in the GTA feel that the cost of housing is. Uh, going to be a main issue of this election and the cost of housing actually beat out crime so think about how much crime and and gun violence is taking place in the city the cost of housing has actually surpassed that as the main concern in this year's election so how do you think that the municipal um, level of government can help consumers and help the voting public with something like that you know, if we're looking at if we're looking at our constituents, if we're looking at uh, you know how many people this is affecting. So, 48% of millennials are saying that this is going to be a concern. 42% of those aged between 35 and 54 are saying that this is going to be a concern. That's a lot of people that this is now affecting. And you know, what is the problem? I mean, we need to unlock our housing problems. So, our, our housing options. The problem here, Tina, is. A lot of people believe that we don't have enough supply or choice, and that's 
you know, the numbers are backing that up. The reason is one of the, the, the key factors here as the, is the municipal policies that, you know, intended or unintended are impacting the artificial locking up of housing supply. So there, there's a lot of red tape involved. Builders aren't able to push through, uh, you know, their applications as quick as they can. And the reality is Toronto and the GTA need a lot of new bills. They need housing starts to increase in order to supply for supply to satisfy the demand. And that's what's going to help affordability. So if we're looking at solutions, here's here's what we need to do. The land transfer tasks, it really hurts uh, Torontonians especially because you know, they, they pay a double land transfer tax. So that's good news for York Region because a lot of people are flocking to the region because of the, the one land transfer tax versus two. But what what can we do? What can the government do? They can actually adjust the rebates for the land transfer tax. You know, maybe uh, maybe adjust it with the inflation rate and say, hey, this is what consumers are getting back right now, but we'll adjust that. So as inflation increases, you get more of a land transfer uh, tax rebate. You know, there's there's a lot of delays. There's there's inadequate infrastructure. We as we build more houses, and if you look at Markham, if you look at that whole Kennedy and 16th to McCowan and 16th corridor, there were so many houses built on the former Beckett farm, but the infrastructure didn't increase. So now if you look at McCowan or Kennedy Road in the mornings going south or around five o'clock going north, it's just gridlock. And, you know, we need to spend more money and we need to put that money into infrastructure to be able to allow us to build more houses as well. No, absolutely. And if you look at, you know, if we talk about affordability, Right. Toronto has it's it's tough for that first time homeowner to break into the market in Toronto and York Region um, has seemed to be an option, although there is still an increase happening here in York Region. There is. And the increase that's happening in the region doesn't support the increase in demand. So there is an increase in supply, but we need more. And, you know, look at now. I know that some of the municipalities in the region have been entertaining an extra land transfer tax because Toronto's been getting away with it for so long. So they've been entertaining that. But look at what happened to Toronto. Toronto has seen a 16% decrease in home sales since the land transfer tax for Toronto came into play. Is that what we want? You know, are we are we trying to throttle demand so that we don't need supply? And that's a question that a lot of people are asking in in the builder community. But doesn't that help affordability? Because if we try to throttle demand, does the price of the home not go down? Or actually, does it create, you know, that bidding war and the prices going up? If you don't have enough supply, you're going to end up back in a similar situation to 2016, where even if you can afford a $700,000 home and you're looking at $700,000 homes, those homes are selling for $800,000. So now... Do you adjust what you're looking for down to 600 just because you can pay 700 for that home? And and that was the huge disconnect in the market at that time. And, and there was a lot of frustration. There was a, a lot of ill feelings because the government wasn't addressing supply. And the stress test and all of the new rules that came out, they did nothing to address the actual problem. All they did was mask the problem. And and they throttled demand. So if you stop people from buying, 
you know, is it the answer for supply? Right. It's not. And it may not be. But, you know, if we look here in the region, while it may be more affordable than Toronto proper, for example, I'm just wondering, and we've had this conversation um, off air as well, about the infrastructure to support all the growth and the development that's happening across the region. I mean, we had this conversation about how I've driven through King Township, I've driven through Vaughan, I've driven through Markham, and the construction that is going on in and around, you know, whether it's York University or the subway stations or the new developments in King, it is such a bottleneck to get through any of these areas in terms of traffic. I'm just wondering if the municipal um, officials have thought about infrastructure and support to you know, to make sure that we can navigate these areas while we have all of this development going on. Well, again, the, so so one of the other problems is we have this missing middle. Mm-hmm. So we've got a huge number of condos being developed. We've got detached homes being built. But there's that missing middle where you, where you need that mid-density. We need the townhouses and the semi-detached houses or, you know, the multifamily houses. 40% of Toronto is zoned to only allow detached houses. And of that, 60% are are zoned lands that only allow detached homes for residential properties. So if you've got the municipalities, you know, uh, sticking to these historic rules about what's allowed to be built on these lands, you're going to have that missing middle. And we need these lands opened up so that we can build the, the other houses. And that's going to help affordability in its own because right now as a consumer, as as a buyer, you've got a choice. You either go into a condo because that's what's zoned or you go into a detached. Now, if you can't go into a detached home, you have to pick condo. You don't have much of that, you know, uh, alternative mm-hmm. mid-size uh, place available. And I guess, you know, with the municipal election just around the corner, we can't complain unless we vote. So there's lots of opportunity, whether you're voting online, in advance polls, or actually on Election Day, October 22nd. Let's get out there and vote. Okay, when we come back, we get to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Asif, just before we get to our listener questions, we just wrapped up a conversation about housing and the municipal election. Where can our listeners get more information on those issues? They can contact me, Tina. I'd love to have a, a discussion with them. Uh, you can reach me at 416-985-CON, K-H-A-N, or it's 416-985-5426, or drop me an email at asif at remaxprimeproperties.ca. I have a feeling that you might get quite a few in your inbox in Looking the next week or two. Okay, uh, Asif, our first question comes from Jason in Markham. He's listened to the show and understands that curb appeal can be a factor in selling a home. But with fall bringing so many unpredictable weather days, some days are rainy, cloudy, should he wait and list his home in the spring market instead? What do you think? Well, right now is a great time to sell. And 
fall is is usually a time where you know the leaves are colorful and you know the grass is still relatively green so although it's cloudy you're still going to get days where you can take some really good pictures and and you know fall is one of isn't it ranked like people's top season out there? So yeah, there are those folks who love the pumpkin spice lattes and the <laughs> the furry sweaters. <laughs> That's right, and and so you know it, it's not a bad time to sell if you're getting into winter where there's you know a foot of snow in your driveway and ice. Then yeah, you may want to consider holding off a little bit, but fall is still a, a relatively great time to sell. Yeah, and you spoke earlier in the show about how we've been pretty lucky this September and October that, you know, it's been pretty good weather-wise. Um, you know, the grass is still kind of green. Not all the leaves are down. So the house still shows quite well at this time of year. It does. And, you know, last weekend I was I was sitting in my family room looking out and I couldn't believe how green the grass was. And and I was thinking, wow, it's, you know, it's almost mid-October and the grass is still green. So the curb appeal is still there. You've still got flowers blooming. It's It hasn't even been that cold where we've had those frosty evenings or anything. And, you know, just this week we had 28 degrees and 29 degrees. Yeah, that humidity so. was unbelievable. Can't complain, and we're not complaining. Our next question comes from Julia in Maple. Her son is a recent graduate and is now looking uh, working full-time. She wants to know how much should he need for a down payment on a condo in the Markham area near the university. He doesn't anticipate living there, but this would be an investment for him. What do you think? Generally, it depends on not only your credit score, but also your income level. And the bank will take all of that into consideration. Maintenance fees, all of that will go into what your uh, affordability comes out to your ratios. And that's going to determine how much you need to put down. So, as a general answer to that, you could be anywhere between 10 and 30%. But, uh, you know, generally you're looking at between 10 and 20%. Best to consult with a mortgage broker prior to that and get them to, uh, you know, give you a pre-approval on what you're going to have to put down. So it doesn't matter what the, you know, if he or she has that deposit amount ready to go. It's about their credit score as well. And what kind of credit score could a recent graduate, you know, probably in his first job, entry level, what kind of credit score could he have at this point in his life? It really depends. I mean, there's a lot of of students that get into trouble because they're they're being handed these credit cards as they start university. And a lot of them don't know how to manage that debt. So credit score really depends on on how you've managed your credit you know throughout your university days and and it's very different with everyone so there's not really a, a a solid answer to that question it really depends on the the type of person and how they've managed their money heading up to this and also what type of job what type of uh income level they're going to be starting at what the upside is to that you know banks love teachers or dentists or doctors because they know that their salaries are going to increase, their their income is going to increase over the years. So they're more apt to giving someone more of a, a loan or a mortgage on, you know, in those positions than other positions. I'm going to ask a question on Julie's behalf here. Should she anticipate supporting her son and helping him out financially a little bit? The bank of mom and dad has <laughs> been supporting a lot of kids over, or, you know, over the last few years, and and that's because there's so much equity built up into mom and dad's homes that they can afford to do that at a cheaper rate than, you know, the son or daughter would be able to borrow from the bank. Okay, time now for the hot listing of the week. And Asif, what can you tell us about this week's hot listing? Oh man, this is a, an absolute beauty in Richmond Hill, 82 Sapphire Drive. 
Six bedrooms, Tina. Six bedrooms. Six bedrooms. So there's there's five bedrooms upstairs and and a bedroom with a bathroom in the basement as well. It's over three thousand square feet, and it's on a premium lot. Get this, eighty six feet wide at the back. Baby wow. got back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's it's absolutely stunning. It's all hardwood floors. It's got a new kitchen. It's just it's move in condition. So you know they've they've already done the furnace. They've already done the air conditioning, the roof, the garage doors. All done. Just move in and enjoy. It's absolutely stunning. And what's the list price for this house? And where is, is did you say Sapphire Court? Sapphire Drive. And okay. it's uh, in the Leslie and Major Mac area. Okay. And it's uh, 1.89. A lot of these homes this size with, you know, this home has a couple hundred thousand dollars in upgrades just in the finishings that they've done. The, the new kitchen that they've put in is just, you have to see this place. And, you know, it's it's at 1.89 million, which is probably a little bit shy of where some of these houses sold for in the past, but it's a great value. Now, I I, I don't think that we hear about a six-bedroom home very often these days. Is this something that maybe was, um, you know, built um, 15, 20 years ago? It's an older home, and uh, older meaning, yeah, 15, 20 years ago, but uh, that whole area is like that. But the thing is, this area also supports multifamilies. So you've got, you know, the, the in-law suite or the nanny suite in the, in the basement, you've got two master bedrooms in this property. So wow. upstairs of the five bedrooms that are upstairs, two of them are master bedrooms. So that's what the, you know, the, the demographics in that area support something like this because you've got multifamilies living in there. And when you talk about two master bedrooms, does that mean two en-suites as well? Correct, yes. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Okay, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. So 82 Sapphire Drive in Richmond Hill, six bedrooms, five plus one in the basement, over 3,000 square feet, 86-foot wide lot in the backyard. It's a huge backyard, so you may even consider putting a pool in there later. And uh, listed at $1.89 million. contact Tamara or Jennifer at REMAX Prime Properties at 905-554-5522. Thanks, Asif. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Tina. Have a great week. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.